to you. Hey, what? welcome to the Wake With Purpose Show. My name is Gabe Estrada. This is Lorraine Lindsay. What's up, y'all? Hey, welcome everybody. What's up? Here we are yet again. How's everybody doing tonight? Good, good, good. We had some Pretty audio good. last week, and I wanted to apologize for that. It must have sounded like I was screaming at everybody. But we got that <laughs> rectified tonight. And uh, yeah, welcome to the show. Part three, mindset. Part three, are you broken? The what, the why, and the how here tonight. We are going to be talking about the how. Lorraine, give us a little more detail on that. You know, this is the best part of all of our three-part series for season two. And it's all about giving you, the listeners, the people who are watching, the tools that we have used um, to overcome a specific mindset. And in this situation, it's brokenness. Uh, the tools that are needed to overcome that language that we use for ourselves so that way we can have a, a much more fulfilling life. So you definitely want to have a pen and paper ready. You want to be writing this stuff down because we're literally going to be giving you examples as well as the tools that we've all used to overcome a negative mindset. And again, it, as we're talking about here, it's brokenness. So I'm excited. What about you guys? For sure. Yeah, I love this yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be a great episode. For sure. Absolutely. Because, you know, like I think for us, it's not, you know, we love to do the show. We love to tell our stories. Um, last week, we had a great guest that wrote a book about his own brokenness and his uh, journey with that. And, you know, but at the end of the day, we're not doing this just because we want people to like listen to our stories. We also want to be able to really give you guys the tools that we've used in our lives. So these are like candid personal experiences on how we've overcome certain uh, mindsets really, right? Hey, Lorraine? Lorraine? Yeah. Let's go ahead and put that cover yeah. up on the screen here just one more time, okay? Okay. Go for it. <clears throat> that book was Nobody by Rodney L. Thomas. I, I got it. I received it, unfortunately, the day after we did that show. But it was a great, quick read, but it was, it was motivational. And, uh, yeah, it was good. And I highly recommend it to anybody to, to give it a shot. Awesome. So let's, you know, let's get started. We got 30 minutes to really talk about the, the, the most important thing. It's like, okay, we talked about why we have uh, mindsets um, such as brokenness, what gets us into those mindsets. And they're always attributed to some story or some situation that has happened in our lives that's gotten there, us to that point. And then a little bit we touched on last week on the what. So what causes it? What keeps us stuck in it? And what do we do about it? So now today we're going to talk about the how. How do you overcome the mindset of brokenness? So who wants to start? I mean, don't all speak at once. <laughs> okay, well, let me let me start by saying this. Okay. So I, you know, as a life coach, I, I like to, when I'm coaching people, I like to give tools. And by the way, I want to throw this out there real quick. For anybody who's listening, we're all, we obviously are going to rebroadcast this show, but I am going to include a workbook on my website. So if you go to coachlorrainelindsay.com, you can download the web, the uh, the workbook and actually answer these questions for yourself. But let's start with the first thing. I kind of wrote a thing out on um, steps to overcome. And 
Are you able to pull it up or, or I can I'm, pull it up? I'm on working phone. on I was working on that right now. Yeah. Can you can you can you drag it out? Can you drag it out, Lorraine? No, no, no. You work on that, but I'm gonna start we'll put Just the bullet points. Minute, up. Yeah. Just give me one. We'll minute. put the bullet points up, but I want to start with the first one and I would love each one of us or some of us to share their sentence. So the first thing that I write on bullet points on how to overcome um, a belief system that you have. So it starts with writing down your word. And so in this situation, it's broken. So for me, and I'll start and leave an example. For me, my word was, I am broken. It was a belief system that I had. And I literally thought the circumstances that I had been through, and in my case, that circumstance was going through a divorce, being in a, an abusive relationship that was verbally abusive, being manipulated and, and just feeling depleted and, and truly dealing with cheating and all kinds of stuff and really getting to a point where I was like, I am broken. So before we go to the next step, Danny and Carmen, and even maybe you, Gabe, I know you're working on the technical stuff. Yeah, Can me, you share this first. a word that you guys used to use that was um, similar to being broken, what was your sentence at one point and what did that look like for you? Mine, mine was, I, I can't say it was a word. It was more of a feeling and it was just, it was just a constant feeling of just being inadequate, just not ever being enough in any situation. That's what I suffered from for a very long time in, in a lot of different things. And I'm going to share some of those as we get going. But to me, it was just a, a feeling of inadequacy. I don't I know if you, you would... Of course. I mean, that's a sentence. I'm inadequate. I'm not enough. People literally tell themselves that, right? So that's great. What about you, Carmen? Then we'll get into the stories on as we get to the next bullet point. But what about Lorraine, you, Carmen? Would you like what me to pull those bullet points up real quick? I can do that now. Yeah, please. Okay. Please. So, oh. Go ahead, Carmen. You can say why he pulled it up. Um, mine probably isn't going to make sense at this point, but um, when I read... I read what your steps were and my word is actually strength. And I'd like to elaborate on that because I've always hid behind my strength. Ooh, if, that's if, deep. Yeah. Oh, that's guys... deep. Oh my God. That's great, Carmen. Yeah. That's so deep because sometimes words that we would attribute to being a positive thing can show up negatively in our life. So that is going to be... That's really good. Gabe, do you I have really a word? Dissected what that. Do you have a word? <laughs> no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead and go to Danny. I was focused on getting that up there for you. Okay, yeah. so for the listeners out there, because we're gonna we're literally as Gabe's doing the technical stuff, but this is what it's important for us on during this episode is we really want people to see the how. So each one of us has shared a word. For me, my word was literally broken. I was broken. I went through a really awful relationship and I was broken. Carmen's word, ironically, was strength. And although that seems like it was a strong word for her, it was a word that was uh, maybe a word that was sabotaging. She's going to share that. And then with with uh, Danny, his word was in inadequate. I am inadequate or I'm not enough. So we'd yeah, love my, for you. Mine would be fear. Yours would be fear. I'm afraid. Yeah. I'm afraid. So for those who are listening, I want you to write down the word that you think is holding you back. What is the what is the word? Not the story. We're going to get to the story. But what is the word that you have that's holding you back? Okay. So as we think about that, I want to go on to the next point. And I'm looking down because I'm looking at my notes here. So Carmen, you shared your word being the word strength. 
So the next step would be tell the story. What was the story that you told yourself that made you believe that you were strong in your situation? Um, I've always just kind of like been like, I got this. I got this. I got this. Everything I go through, I got it. Nothing ever. I'm not going to say phases me, but I just know how to compartmentalize and keep going. And through that is what broke me because I never deal with anything. I just keep going because I'm strong. I was built this way. So redefining strength is what caused me to, to go through my brokenness. Wow. What about you, Danny? What was your story? How would you tell the story? I guess more specifically than what the story is, how would you tell the story to somebody else when you were feeling inadequate or not enough? Oh, man, that really depends on the situation because I've, I've had these conversations about different parts of, of that feeling my entire life, depending on who I've been trying to help. But, um, you know, I, and for me, for me, we're going to get to that for sure. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't interrupt. Sorry. Yeah, no, I mean, for me, it just stems from, from childhood. And I didn't even really recognize it until, you know, probably within the last 10 years and, and how it affected me. So, uh, you know, it, 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 my entire life, I just felt like uh, I was, I was, I was needing to be uh, seeking approval or, or needed people to, to like me or to whatever else, instead of just letting the cards fall where they may and, and, uh, you know, being me. Um, so I don't, yeah, I don't know how to, how to break that in without going into really, really deep detail. And I don't know if we have the time. This episode. <laughs> so for me, I would say that um, as we go to part or the second part of it is writing down what happened. I, I would say at the time when I was telling the story of being broken, it was truly because that's how I felt. I thought that you know, how could this situation happen to me? I'm pouring into this person in my life. You know, I I thought I was doing everything right. I, I thought I was the perfect woman for this person. So why are they breaking me down? Why are they putting me down? And why are they strained? Why am I not kind of what you were feeling, uh, Danny? Why was I not enough? Why was I not sufficient to make this person happy? And as a yeah. result, the story was for me at that time, I'm broken like this is so painful that it has literally broke me. So this is important and we're, we're going step by step. So just bear with us because I, I, I want people to hear our examples so we can really break this down. Gabe, do you want to share why your story of why you were afraid of what your fear was? Yeah. You know, and it wasn't, it wasn't fear. And, and I've had the time to think about it for a minute there. And I think it was more excuses. Excuses would be the word that I would use in, in my life. I made a lot of excuses for myself and, and I think it goes deeper than that though. And, you know, my, my mom passed away when I was very, very young. Right. And my father was very good at loving me and taking care of me, but he was also very good at making excuses for me for everything that I did. And he would fight with his, his wife, my stepmother, who was very strict. We used to, we used to call her the, the commander or the general. Um, but their fights would be always my dad making excuses for why I did what I did or acted the way I did. 
And I never was at fault. I, I was never at any fault for that. And as I grew up, I found it very easy to start to make my own excuses where the fear mm. comes in, right? Where it became very easy for me to, this is why this isn't happening. This is why that's not happening. This is why I have problems in relationships. This is why I have problems financially. You know, it was because of so this, your because story of that. Allowed you to make, allow you to make excuses, which is actually super important because it's one of the bullet points that we're going to discuss as we go further down. But I'm sorry, continue. So it wasn't until I realized that that's, and, you know, on the shows, we had a lot of episodes about how I and I get so angry about people making excuses and about excuses and about things being so black and white. And I think that's because angry? No. having to overcome <laughs> having to overcome having overcome that and always checking myself constantly with the why and what and how of, of what I of things that I do. Right. And making sure that there's that I'm not using any excuses or fear to go through my life. Um, but that realization that that's what I was doing. And that's, that's what was keeping me in the situation of not moving forward back several years ago. Uh, you know, a lot of it were excuses was that fear and mm -hmm. using those excuses, which is another form of manipulation, right? You're manipulating yourself and turning, turning those right. excuses into another situation. So, right. Okay. So the next point that I uh, want to bring up is, and this is important um, as far as like coaching and understanding how to overcome. And so we've talked about writing down your word and then each one of us have demonstrated explaining like kind of what happened in our lives a little bit. We're being very vague because we want you to also think about what happened that relates to the word, to the sentence that you use. And so the next thing, which I actually think is super, super empowering when you can see this, is how does the version of the story change based on your mood, okay? So for example, when I felt like I was a broken person because of what happened in my marriage, there were times when I would tell the story angry. There were times when I would tell the story as a very sad person. And there were times when I would share the story being incredibly aloof. Now, here is what was really important. It depended on my audience, right? But we attach ourselves to a story that we tell ourselves, but we're very keen, whether we're aware, aware of it or not, of who our audience is and how we tell that story. So, for example, there were certain people that I felt as though they're going to really judge me. They're going to really criticize me. And so I will tell the story very aloof. I'll be very vague. There were some people who were going to be able to hear my story of my victimization and I could be angry and they would be angry with me. But I could manipulate that story of brokenness. That's depending the word, on my manipulation, mood. right? Right. And depending on my mood and depending on who I wanted to share the story with. But I was always doing it to make sure that that belief system of being broken would always stay concrete. So, Danny, you had kind of mentioned something like that. How you said, you know, I had this fear of, or my story at one point was not being enough, but you use that experience differently depending on who you were talking to. So can you kind of elaborate on that? Yeah, I mean, so for a lot of times I, I hid from that from that truth, right? I didn't I didn't really recognize, as I said, the things that had stemmed from from childhood and then rolled into relationship after relationship, I, I, you know trying to find that that validation and trying to find that that stuff so a lot of times when i have the conversation well if i have the conversation now it's 
in order to let people recognize that in themselves because you know you can almost see your own weakness in, in someone else or or, or or identify it by by seeing the same things in them right so trying to make people aware of you know actually feeling that way and being honest with themselves is is probably my favorite time to do that but um you know as far as making other people understand i mean I, it's it's so funny my my mom listens in on on a lot of our podcasts as good moms do uh, and, and she always gave me some feedback and it's, and it's interesting because she, there's so many things that I never told her because they were just things I was ashamed of or whatever else. And, and it's now where I able to have these really great conversations about them because I'm, 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 I'm operating from a different, different place now. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, it was really hard for me to share with anybody for the longest time, just feeling the weight of that, that, that inadequate, like just being inadequate, not feeling like I was enough. Like you've said, it was really hard for me to share that for a very long time until I faced it head on. Uh, it, it's as, as I've said in previous episodes, it's, you know, you can't start solving the problem until you start recognizing that there is something wrong. Right. Right. Um, right. And I, and I know we're going to get to that part later on. So I'm going to, I think I'm going to stop. Yeah, but I feel like just to interject right now, because I think that's so profound what you just said. And I think, God, it, you, you always say the best things, Danny, I swear, because you're so like transparent. But it's sometimes our word that we feel inside, it comes paired with shame and or guilt. And yeah, so we don't share the story because we feel ashamed of the story. And even to be empowered enough to say, you know what, maybe it wasn't the best thing I did for my life. Maybe it's something that I feel bad about. Maybe it wasn't something that was done to me, but maybe the story I'm telling myself is how awful of a person I am for what I did to somebody else. And so it's empowering to be able to overcome the shame and just to stand in your truth because you're in a position of wanting to say, you know what, this was my story. This was who I was, but I've, I've overcome that. So Carmen, you had mentioned that your story was the strength thing. And so as we're talking about this next bullet point, what would you say was uh, your version of that strength depending on who you were talking to? Um, I feel like the strength part for me is like really feel, um, feeling like I could never show that I wanted to be weak. Like that was the negative, you know, that was the opposite part of being strong. So discovering that in myself, um, it was really eye-opening for me that like, why do I always have to be this strong person that nothing ever, you know, breaks me? So, um, I think I got off topic. What did, what was the question, Lorraine? Because I started. No, 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 it's okay. <laughs> no, it's okay. What the the thing. But, okay, so your your thing was, and we're we're kind of using our stories as examples. But your thing mm -hmm. was, um, it was your strength. But although we we look at that word as a positive oh, thing story. for you, you know, I told a story about being being strong because really what you were doing was lying, right? You were telling people, right. "No, I'm okay. Right. I'm, I'm fine. I don't and, need help. I don't." whatever. And so you saw that as strength, but what was your story to people to kind of hide behind your strength? I, you know, it just depends on the circumstance. I mean, I just think that for me, just when I would talk or cause I like to share with my friends or whatever, what I'm going through. And like you said, sometimes you're coming from a victim role. 
sometimes you're coming from like, I'm, I'm good. I don't, I don't, and my thing is I'm good. I don't need, you know, I don't need help. I don't need counseling. I remember going to sit with so, a therapist and I start giving the therapist therapy. Like, I don't need you, <laughs> you know, right. <laughs> when I really did. And my brokenness came from, you know, just being in a place where I had to reflect on everything that I had went through and I went through a lot of heavy stuff and I just had to feel everything. I had to allow myself to just feel it and, and say it was okay. So I, I, I guess the narrative of my story is, you know, just finally dealing with the grief that I dealt show. with. Yeah, being yeah, honest I, with I yourself. I can't answer you how I really people because, but it was the fear right. of being weak. Like I don't know. I just don't ever want to come across as a weak person. Right. And I don't know. I, still, I don't know if I really know where that came from. But sometimes coming coming from coming from an honest place is usually the most strength, right? Like that's right. that's the yeah. hard one of the hardest things to learn is is that you know showing showing your belly isn't always you know coming from a place of weakness. Yes, um, but it takes a while to learn that though and get comfortable with that yeah. though, you know, about yeah. yourself. Can can we real quick before we go any further? Because that comment keeps popping up and I'd like to like address that. Well, uh, let's see, because I'm I, let me look down so I can see it. Yeah. Important people to you can tell you that you are inadequate and can damage you. Well, and and I yeah. don't think it I think it's important to recognize that it's it's not just telling you something. Sometimes it's as simple, simple as their actions. I mean, some of the most damaging parts of my life are from people who didn't take the time to be there um, when they put other things in, in front of me, showing me how important I truly was. And it, it, it's, uh, you know, for me, I, it, there, there's a saying that I read a long time ago, it's don't let your words betray or don't let your actions betray your words. Um, and mm. I absolutely like am in love with that. And I think it's very important that us as people when we tell someone something or that, that we're showing them the exact same thing. Right. I, I think as parents. 100%. Or as, so. And to, um, to your point, Danny, and, to, and also to piggyback on that with that, with the comment that was there is in wording, our words have so much power, the way we speak to ourselves and the language you use. And just in that sentence, when I'm reading that sentence, that sentence says to me that I've identified that this person is important to me. And I'm giving them power to decide whether or not I'm inadequate. And so it's very important. And it goes back to what you just said, Danny, that if you are integral and you are a person who says, I am going to show up and this is who I am. And then when you say that and then you follow that with action, then if those people are really, truly important to you, they will see that your words mirror your actions. And if they're truly important and they appreciate you for who you really are, they will appreciate that you are a follow through kind of a person. Now, the thing is, and it goes back to kind of what we were saying earlier about truth. A lot of times we're in our stories and we're not being honest about our role and our participation in the story. So a lot of times, for example, one of the most hardest pill for me to swallow is to hear people who I, I know love me and I know have good intention for me say the same thing about me negatively. That is the hardest pill to swallow. You know, if someone says, Lorraine, 
you are, you don't listen. You always have a solution to the problem, but I just need you to listen. And, and I can get offended by that, right? But then if too many of my friends and too many people that I care about say, you know what, every time we come to you, it's like you're being self-righteous and you're, and you're judging us. At some point I have to say, you know what? Instead of being offended by that, let me see how my words and my actions are in alignment. So, um, Kenny, yeah. thank you for that. For that, the intention behind it is because I'm solution, like I'm always thinking of a solution for a problem, and you're the same way. So I've learned to just say, "Do you want a uh, my solution, or do you want me to?" Solution? I always say, you know, because am that's I my listening, or do you want to say something? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer in your your friends should should, you know, if you're once again, if the intentions are coming from the right place, right. I, I do not have friends that I won't be honest with. I'm not going to be the guy who sugarcoats your life. If I see you making a mistake, you're treating your spouse poorly, you're you're not being um, honest with your actions or your words, I'm going to call you on that shit or, you know, because I want you to be better. Like the people that I have around me, I hold to the highest standard and, and I won't let them just slip off. So, you know, maybe it makes me a jerk and in, in some circumstances it might lose me friendships, but... Uh, I don't ever want to be the guy who who doesn't stop somebody from burning their own house down, you know, like. Right. And I'm guilty of that, too. I am definitely an accountability partner. I, I feel like my friendships of people that I'm really close and near and dear to, I, I feel like my responsibility to, to them is to be their confidant and to really be brutally honest, especially because I always see the potential in someone. But, you know, accountability is the biggest key your life because whatever your sentence is, whatever your story is, I am broken. And the reason why I'm broken is this, the best, the easiest way, as hard as it may be, is to find where you can be accountable in that story, Mm -hmm. you know, and it doesn't take away from the fact that the person was wronged you or the fact that you were hurt by this person. But if you can find some accountability in the participation in that story, and and for some, it may be a situation where it was completely helpless, but you can find participation in your, in your way of keeping that story alive. You may be the situation you you're not responsible for. It was, you were victimized and it was truly and genuinely what happened to you. But you can be accountable on how you tell the story in the present moment. So I want to move on to the next thing, because there is the way we tell the story to other people. And then there's also the way we tell the story when we're alone. Right. So when I tell my story of brokenness, the reality is I am I'm very selective on my audience. It's based on my mood. So when I'm angry, I tell the story to people who listen to my angry version. When I'm feeling sorry for myself or saddened, I'll tell the people who are going to listen to my sad story. The reality is I get rewarded when I share those stories. But what's really imperative is how do you tell the story when nobody's listening? What role do you take when you're telling your story and your sentence to yourself? So can any of you kind of elaborate on a time when maybe you weren't telling your story the most productive way for yourself? I know for me, like, you know, I, I like I would play the victim role, you know, and when I stopped doing that and was like, I'm not a victim to people will tell you exactly who they are. And I'm talking about like um, matters of the heart, not being a victim of, you know, rape or anything like that, but being broken from like a heartbreak. You know, we play these roles like we're the victim and 
it's just really reflecting on yourself and like what your expectations were and knowing that that person could never fulfill those expectations or you couldn't fulfill them for them. And they told you in the beginning and you just chose to see something different. So for me, it was reflection on myself to say, this was my part. I'm done being a victim. You know, I put these crazy expectations on this person. And when he didn't come through, I thought he was the one doing me damage when really he never agreed to those terms, <laughs> you know? And once I started looking at things like that, yourself. it was like, yeah. huh? No, you know, at the end of the day, sometimes the hardest pill to swallow is to say, you know, this is yeah. my brokenness comes from a, a complete lie that I was telling myself. I wanted this right. person to be something for me that they were not. Danny, you have you've been so candid about your journey and you have shared with us a, a very dark time in your life where you didn't think that you your story was so, so profound that you were not enough that you thought that your daughter and people in your lives would be better off without you. So that was, I'm sure was a story you told yourself when you were alone. And what, what was that story and how compelling was it for you at that time to really I, to keep that as your identity for that moment? Well, once again, it, it compounded from, from youth on through my twenties over and over and over again. And it was just um, a situation where I was, consistently, I don't want to say loving the wrong people, but loving people maybe different than, than what they needed or, or they weren't loving me the way that I needed. I, I, I can't, it, it's still really hard for me to differentiate those times because I, it, it, looking back, it's really hard to figure out where that, where it all started and what was wrong with those relationships. But what it ultimately was, I just felt like there was this consistency of me investing so much into these people, some being love interests, some being family, some being, you know, um, other people, even friendships, um, and just never feeling like the reciprocation was necessarily there. And so I started to turn inward and look at myself like, God, if, if all these things are not working out and all these people aren't working out, maybe, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm, mm. I'm, I'm maybe I'm not a good person. Maybe I'm not making people's lives better. Maybe I'm not, um, maybe I'm not capable of being a good person or, or I, 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 it's, it's really hard to like, you know, comprehend how, how that feeling was. It was so long ago, but in, in the moment, I just remember like the nights of, you know, just crying myself to sleep, just feeling this complete and, and empty feeling of just not being enough. And, and it was getting so much to the point when these heartbreaks had compounded and, and things happened. And I kept thinking these people just loved me and just weren't there. Yeah, I wasn't, wasn't worth fighting for in their, in their lives. And, and it just left me in this place of just complete despair. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's such a, it's such a crazy thing to think about that time because now it's it's like so far from that and it's so strange to 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 even like revisit that it was this was a really interesting time for me to sit there and think about our notes before the show um and how to dissect them in a way that i right. could comprehend it you know it's not a feeling I, I'm, I'm as familiar with anymore 
It's but really I think strange. what's beautiful about what you're saying and what could be very empowering for a lot of people is that a, there could be people listening now that are in that space that you were. But to see you as a man now and say, you know, although in that time in my life, I felt like those feelings were so real. They were so relevant. But now here we are fast forward and it's incomprehensible. Like I can't even attach myself to that story any longer. It, that's empowering and in and of itself because that is the reality for a lot of us that when we're in the midst of a storm, um, you you think like you wish your life away at that time. You're just like, God, I know this is so painful and I just need to get past it. But when you get through it, when you truly get through it, um, you look back and you're like, Oh my God, I can't believe, first of all, I overcame. And second of all, um, I'm so victorious. I've, I've really overcome that I can't even comprehend uh, that time in my life, in a sense. Well, right. and, and it's funny because you were talking about, you know, how we tell our story to, to other people. And, mm -hmm. and it's funny to think back of how, how I was telling the story to myself, right? I was right. consistently telling myself that, it's you. It has to be you. Who else could it be? Like right. these, all these people that just you love so much, all these people don't feel the same way or don't reciprocate the same way or don't ever make you worth fighting for. It has to be you. And you just, you just, you just like, it just continues to just cycle and cycle and cycle. Right. Um, and breaking that cycle is, is really the, the first step. Um, and man, can we get to the part where you tell where we tell people how to yeah, not yeah. be so, over? <laughs> we are going a little bit over on this show, but I just feel like this is so important for so many people. So yeah, I'll go it. to the Agreed. next. It's, it's worth, worth it, it, you know. Um, here's one of the things that I wrote, and this is important because this is an observation that I have made um, in coaching, and it's an observation that I've made even with myself in my own personal journal is or journey, excuse me, is part four, which is the rationale to keep the story. Okay. So here is something that is so imperative that we understand because sometimes people don't even know what their word is. They're not even aware. It's so subconsciously played out in their mind. They don't understand that the story may have happened when they were 10 and they're reliving the emotional thing through different circumstances. And they don't even know where their root comes from. And of course, um, if you get coaching and things like that, people can help you to get there. Um, but the next thing is that we often rationalize with that belief system and we tell ourselves a story that we that keeps us attached to what we think happened to us and as a result what it has done to us emotionally and often when you come across people i'll call them the get over it people uh like danny's personality he described and i can be that way that as well when, a, when, a, when it comes to me with a problem a story that they're telling. It's not that I don't have empathy for the story, but I'm quickly wanting to give a solution. Like, okay, that happened, but now what? What are you going to do? And so yeah. it's, I kind of come across as like, just get over it. And so for a person that is feeling, but no, I'm not going to get over it because if I get over it, it means that that person that did this to me, um, that means it's okay. That means that I get to justify what they did. And I'm not, I'm going to keep this story and this pain because I don't want that person to feel like they were right for what they did. And when the reality is, when we tell ourselves the story and, and it's a, it's cliche, it's an old saying, but it's like, you are literally 
drinking the poison, waiting for the other person to die. Mm -hmm. So it's not a matter of getting rid of the story. It's about, it's a matter of saying, okay, when the story occurred, when this situation happened in my life, this is what it made me feel. But today, as I am present, this is what I feel right now. And it's a matter of just telling the story a little bit different. So that way you change the tense. You don't keep bringing it into your present moment. So you can be more empowered when you tell the story. And it doesn't take away the emotions and the and the after after effects of what has happened to emotionally. It just it's just a matter of saying I can tell a different I can tell a different version of the story. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um sorry, I kind of rambled on on that point, but I just feel like that's so important because a lot of us um we rationalize. So I guess so, so real quick and we'll make it quick. Can you tell your any one of you share us an example of that where we were so caught up in that mindset of being broken that we, if someone came to us with a solution because we wanted to believe the story so bad that we were like, no, I'm not getting rid of this. I'm going to keep this because of this. Do you ever, have you ever found yourself rationalizing with your, with your story to keep it, to keep the, the negative sentence? Absolutely. I over rationalizing it because it's what you're comfortable with. You, right. You'd rather live in that misery, that sorrow, that pain, because it's what you know. And what you don't know is is how you'll feel when you overcome it, when you get through it. Right. And so when somebody tries to solve that issue for you, it's wait, you know, I'm happy here in my misery. I'm 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 happy here being miserable because it's what I know, it's what I'm comfortable with. And it's, it's, and it's, it's what you're rewarded for. If I can tell my story as a victim and I can find people to be like, oh, my God, that's awful. Wow. It gives me attention. Yeah, right? Sometimes we're attached to it because it, it gets us it gets people to feed off of us. And we have to become a, a, a aware of what we get out of our stories from yeah. other people. Yeah. And people get very comfortable with that. You know, I'm sure. We all know people in our lives or have met people in our lives who are extremely comfortable with those stories because they've learned that that's how they're going to get the best reaction that they're looking for from other people in their lives. So they continue to stay around. (laughs) What was that, Danny? I can't stay around those people. Yeah. Yeah. But, but we all know that. If you want to make it better or you want to move past, I mean, I'm all about helping you find that, find that way. But if you're just going to dwell on it and just wallow in it uh, and, and, and consistently keep making the same mistakes and keep yourself in that broken state, I, I, I can't just sit there and watch you be that way. I have to, I have to help you either work through it or I got to separate myself from that relationship. I just can't. Sure. Not for me. And we get caught up in like how much time we've invested or if we've been betrayed, like how could somebody do this to me? Oh my God. Like, you know, instead of just, I mean, I'm kind of like, it is what it is, you know, but uh, it's hard. I don't know. I, I, I'm like Danny. I can't, I can't take in too much of that negative energy from people where they're just like constantly in this down, depressed state. It just, <clears throat> Yeah, I, I can't, I can't, I, I think I would, if I allowed myself to be depressed, like for a long period of time, I, I probably would never come out of it. So I have to literally like snap myself out of it. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting. What was, I'm going to say, oh, go ahead, Dan. no, I was going to ask you what the next bullet was, Lorraine. Um, 
Yeah, I, 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 the next bullet, but I just want to say this really quick. You know, we sometimes like like what you're saying, Carmen, what Danny is saying is that there are sometimes that we're hearing a person tell a constant story of brokenness. And but because we see it a different way and we would react a different way, we tend to judge the person. And so I think that and it's hard. Sometimes it's hard because you realize that it's like the matrix. Like if I give you this pill <laughs> and get you to erase that part of your life, would you actually take it? And you'd be surprised. A lot of people are so um, connected to their story that they literally think it's a part of their identity. And so it's that's where the accountability um, comes into play. So that way um, you don't push people out of your life uh, or keep people that um, cripple you, if you will. I mean, they, they literally uh, enable you to grow by letting you continue your story. So um, the next bullet point would be um, when you tell your story, oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to two, five, and six. So when you tell your story, <coughs> others how rewarded, and then secondly, um, how is it a disadvantage for you? So, for example, when I used to tell my story of being broken, I had a subconscious way of building my audience. I made sure that if I was angry, again, if I were sad, if I felt really like a victim about it. I was very meticulous about who I decided to tell my story to because I needed to get what I wanted to hear. Um, and so the advantage to that was that I felt like I was being um, validated. The disadvantage to that, though, it was validating my brokenness and it kept me in a stuck situation. My heart was closed off. I wasn't growing. I was broken. And so everything in my life started to break. And so that was the disadvantage by me being able to tell the story to get the attention that I needed. Does anybody want to share maybe uh, an example of, of something similar to that? Well, like how did I, you, I, I, or Danny, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I, I don't have necessarily something, something in that where I never really s uh, sought out um, pity or attention in that way. I, I, if anything, I was more private with my own. But speaking okay. from other, you know, relationships that I have had and people that, and, and and I guess the frustrating part about dealing with people who don't want to move past it is, is once again, you have to acknowledge the the issue and the behavior in order to be able to grow beyond, right? So, like finding finding solace in the in the sympathy and and the pity isn't going to get you to the next level. It's, it's, right. it's in fact going to just hold you in that place and continue those same patterns. So if anything, you need to come to terms with them, acknowledge that they happened, but then more or less get them out of your mind, unless it's being utilized in a, in a, in a different fashion. Um, i.e. helping someone else or, or finding some common ground with someone else. Um, so that way they know, you know what you've been through and it's part of your story to me if it's a, in a constructive manner it's great if you're looking like i said sympathy and, and whatever i don't think that's a healthy use of that that loss or that you know that feeling mm -hmm. yeah i think it's based on your emotion at the time it like you know you have some friends where you're angry they'll be like girl let's go ride like let's go you know and it's like you gotta you know as you grow up and stuff you gotta kind of like weed those people out or just you know hold them at arm's length but i think through life you go through those things where you you share with people because you want you know they're going to be mad with you or you know somebody's going to be sad with you and then when you're ready to receive you know the right advice you'll talk to the friend that is going to tell it to you like it is so 
I think every every relationship serves its purpose, you know, because sometimes you just got to be angry with somebody or sad with somebody. I don't know if it's like being a victim. You just got to get through that emotion. Right. You got to embrace the emotion um, because there's a there's a great uh, wise teacher that I listen to quite often. His name is um, Sad, um, Sadhguru. And he always says that, you know, when it comes to mindset, your mind is incredible, but it does not have the ability to delete information. So a lot of times when we're trying to let go, we think we have to forget. And that's not really what it is. Your, your brain can, your mind can only do one of two things. It can do addition or multiplication. And so, yes, the story happened. Yes, at that time when that story happened, it made me feel broken. The key thing is language. It's about telling yourself the story in, in, in the tense that you want it to be in. So again, the example is I went through this situation with my ex-husband and it was an awful experience and here's the story, but I'm telling it from an elevated standpoint. I'm looking down at the story. It's not present and saying and that at that time in my life, it made me feel broken. But today, which is the next bullet point, um, which I want to say this for the people who are listening. The next bullet point is what word could you use to change your current word? So again, I was broken as a result of this story, but today I am healed and I am healed because I learned my participation in that relationship. I learned the accountability. What I learned was that when a person shows you who they are, you have to believe them. And as a result of my pain, I did a lot of work and I am no longer that woman. I am this woman. And so I am healed. And so the story, the, the emotion, everything shifts when you can put a new word. You don't eliminate the fact that you were hurt. But you add a new word as to it as it stands to you presently. So, Danny, I want to ask you. When you said I can't even comprehend what I felt back then. What are the words that you use right now in your life that make it so distant from the words you used to say when you were not enough? It's a single word. Once again, I'm going back to more of a. More of a feeling. What do you tell yourself now? Do you feel like you're more enough than you did back then? No, absolutely, absolutely. There's, that's like it's, it's, it's definitely more of a feeling of overcoming and victory. It's, it's, it's like, you know, when I look at my life now and look at the relationships I have and look at the the things that I've been able to cultivate and create, uh, it, it's, it's literally just a feeling of overcoming. Like, like it's, it's, gosh. It's hard. It's hard to hard to say it in any other way than that. You know, it's it's such a different feeling of of completion and and just. Uh, um, I'm trying to think of a better word, but um, yeah. It's, well, it's, I think the word overcoming is powerful. You, yeah. Your story back then was I'm not enough. Your story today is I'm an overcomer. I'm resilient. Yeah. I persevered. Those are this was this is what happened to me, and I felt this way. So yeah, but when it, not exactly. So you feel abundant. So those are different words. So when you even tell your story of a time when you felt like you weren't enough, you tell it from a very strong stance of abundance. So it doesn't yeah. take away your story. And people are like, oh, my God. You know, like even when I first heard your story, I was just like overcome by like emotions because I'm like, I didn't even know that someone like Danny had went through this. Like it didn't even seem mm -hmm. fathomable. So mm -hmm. um Anyone else want to share something before I get to the last bullet point? 
I've, I think my word, I've redefined it as far as strength, you know. Oh, yeah. Before it was strength out of fear of being weak. Now I use the word um, grateful a lot. I'm grateful for my experiences. I'm grateful. You know, I, I look at life as, as a series of experiences and I, I intentionally try to pull positive positivity out of any experience I go through. I don't care how bad it is um, and learn the lesson. So my strength now comes from allowing myself to be vulnerable or, you know, weak as I would put it before. And th those are not negative words. They're words that we all go through at some point and it's just how we choose to look at it. And um, so my word is still strength. I like the, the new strength that I'm walking in. I'm not afraid to be vulnerable or weak. So it's more like strength and truth as opposed to your strength out of fear. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I've seen you along the journey. So for me, I see that light in you. That's very different. And it's, yeah. it's beautiful. And gra gratitude and gratefulness is just like words that I use a lot too. So in summary, Gabe, what do you have to say? I know I feel like we haven't heard much from you on this episode, but I, you know, what do you have to say as we, as we conclude this? Well, you know, Lorraine, as we, as we conclude this three-part series, um, one is, you know, how, how do you think, I guess the question for you is how do people help themselves to overcome this? Mm -hmm. And for I me, mean, the series has been a real eye opener. I mean, you know, for me, I always, every time we finish one of these series up, I always think to myself, God, that was like the best 40 hours of therapy that I didn't have to pay for. Uh, <laughs> personally, you know, realizing a lot of things about myself, um, realizing that I've overcome them, how I've overcome them and, and so on. And the fact that like tonight, one of the statements I made, which I've been thinking about since we, since we continued on was, was I continue to have to check myself yeah. Every day, I continue to have to check that I'm not repeating patterns that were so ingrained for so many years in here. And, and I think that that's something everyone needs to do that's trying to improve on who they are. Not, you know, I'm, I'm always anti-fixing, right? Because you're not broken. You're, you're just out for repairs. You know, you're out for service. And... Um, you take that time into yourself and it's just important that we continue to check ourselves on a regular basis. Check in with yourself Absolutely. multiple times a day if you can, at least every day, if that's the best you can do. Well, and, and make sure that your, your intake of things are, are, you know, reinforcing that belief system yeah. and, and make sure that you're, you know, yeah, Being just reinforcing Things. Your support system to the people you choose to hang around and talk to really affect you in your mindset as well. Yeah. Like some people are just toxic for you. Right. And yeah. sometimes you're toxic for them and you just have to release those kind of relationships. I think, and then that's great. I mean, that's beautiful. And it goes to the very last bullet point on here, Carmen, what you just said is the last Thing that I have on this bullet point is what will you do differently to keep you new, your new word changed? So 
to all of our examples, and I and and I know there's so much to it. There's so much we can say about this, but truly, truly, when you change your story, you change your life. When you use a different word in that story, it doesn't take away what has happened. But at some point, you gotta say, okay, it happened. Now what? What's next? And if I tell myself the story that I had this happen and I was broken, but today I'm healed. The next step is going to be like, what does a healed person do? What does a person who is strong in her truth do? What does a person who says I am enough do? How is it different? How do they show up different in the world? And you have to really think about it. if this is my new word, what, what do my actions have to be? Kind of what Danny said earlier, you're, you're, what you say about who you are has to be in alignment with what you're doing. And it might be that you have to have different conversations. There might be that you have to eliminate certain people from your life. If you're, if you're hanging around with a bunch of broken people, they're going to tell you their broken stories. You know, and all you, you, guys know what, is- you know what the first thing you do is? You know what the first thing you do is, Lorraine, is you wake you have to up. Use some human inventory. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you, you know. gotta like clean out your closet with your friends sometimes. You know, you, you love right. them, but you're like, I love you, but right now I'm working on my healing. Right now I'm working on overcoming. Right now I'm working on being enough. And your conversation, as much as I love you, doesn't it's not in alignment with, my, with what I want, and it isn't in alignment with what you who I see you as either. And so um, that's it. That's all. That's my little ramble. I feel you know like that, Gabe, that goes right Gabe, back. Gabe, to, I'm sorry. I said, go ahead, Gabe. I know you were waiting to jump in there. You were. You were uh, I, I just, I just think there's so much opportunity to to embrace what what you were saying, Lorraine, and and to to wake with wake with your purpose, to get up every morning, and to thank yourself for that person you are, to give yourself some self love, some self empathy, to create better patterns for yourself. You know, exercise, time with family, read a book whatever it may be, get some fresh air, enjoy your coffee and to start new patterns in your life and give yourself some self-love, some self-compassion and some appreciation, you know, because you made it that far, right? You got to that point. Give yourself permission to change your story. Give yourself permission to be empowered in your story. You you will be surprised that you will get a whole different set of light. You'll you'll still get attention. You'll still get what you need, but you'll feel much more fulfilled. You you know, getting rid of the story doesn't mean that people aren't gonna want you or need you or love you. You don't need to be a victim in order for you to get attention from people. Yeah. Empower yourself. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Anything else, guys? No, be kind to yourself, love yourself, like you said, and forgive yourself (laughs) for whatever mistakes you made. I like what you were talking about. What tense, you know, if it was past tense, it's not you're not in that anymore. Like, just okay, I forgive myself and just learn from everything and just try to be better. All we can do is try to be better every day. That's it. Mm -hmm. We will fail. We will fall. Forgive yourself. Pick yourself up and. Keep going. Lorraine, is there No, I'm just really excited. I feel like, again, if you, I have an outline, I typed up an outline. So if you want to do a little of the booklet and, and write these things down, you can go to my website, Coach Lorraine Lindsay. We'll also put on Wake With Purpose, the outline, and, and literally sit down and, and answer the questions and really see what your stories are. It, it can be incredibly 
empowering for you to be able to uh, just to change the sentence. And then, and then with the changing of the sentence, you get to tell the story from that person's perspective. Absolutely. So well, thank you. And thank you to our panel. Don't forget. We would love it. If you guys went over to our YouTube channel, don't forget to like and subscribe and hit that little bell there. And also don't forget to join our Facebook group at purpose driven. Uh, Lorraine Lindsay. Thanks for being here. Carmen, thanks for being here. Danny, thanks for being here. This concludes this three-part series on mindset. Are you broken? But remember, this whole season is going to be about mindset, mindfulness, and taking care of yourself and, and getting through getting through everything that we have to deal with. So we appreciate you. Um, we did add the abuse National Abuse Hotline and the National Suicide Prevention Hotline to our website um, this past week. And once again... Um, like Lorraine always says, if you need to reach out, feel free to reach out to any one of us through wakewithpurpose.com or DM us on social media and, uh, always on our site, you can find those phone numbers. Uh, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to reach out. Everything we talk about here are things that we have gone through ourselves. And, uh, that's one of the things that we always, always hold to. So we're sharing live stories from live experiences you're not alone. You're not the only one that has gone through things like this. And, um, you know, it's not just for the bad things, too. I mean, you know, tell us your successes. Share your successes. Share your wins. Uh, tell us how you get up in the morning and how happy you are and how good it feels with your routines. Don't be afraid to share that stuff, too. We would love to hear from you. So if you have a story you want to share, please reach out to us at uh, Wake With Purpose. And you can DM us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. We'd love to hear those stories too, and don't feel, feel you know feel free to come on the show and share that story as well. Also, we're going to be giving away an hour with Coach Lorraine Lindsay, so uh, get your story in there and be sure to share that with us as well. We look forward to change your you change your mind, you change your life. That's what we always say here. So thank you guys, thank you so much, uh, Lorraine. Did I forget anything? No, I think you covered everything, did, Dave. Did I get all okay? You didn't need I didn't feel you hit me in there. Whip. Here we go. So thank you guys. We appreciate you. Have a good rest of your week.